Hi guys, you are listening to episode 7 of Turn Coffee Into Client podcast show and I'm the creator and podcast host, Bella Networking Guru, the networking expert and the networking speaker. Event organisers and conferences hire me as their keynote business networking speaker. I'm really passionate about networking and teaching delegates in the audience the art of using networking as a tool to achieve business goals and sales targets. If you're enjoying the show, please visit the website turncoffeeintoclients.com and you'll get details of my upcoming seminar on Monday the 17th of February. In this episode, I have another super duper entrepreneurial guest who is an expert in construction, property and also quantity surveyor. His details will be in the description box and you can visit his website qsconsultco.uk. So Stuart, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself? Yep, certainly. My name's Stuart Davidson and I'm a quantity surveyor by profession and I run a quantity surveying business. And what's your business name? The business is called QS Consult. Excellent. And when did you launch the business? I launched the business ooh, nearly 10 years ago now, 2010. Wow. Oh, so actually yeah. we're twinning because I'm yeah. 10 years, 11 years. Oh, wow. I didn't We've know done a decade to... together. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So what was your inspiration to launch your business and take that leap to be a business owner? Well, all those years ago, I really wanted to get out of the grind of corporate. Mm. So I was in corporate for many years, Mm. working for other companies and large companies. And over the years, you kind of get lost in that, and sometimes it becomes a bit Mm samey. So I wanted something different. I wanted a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I left uh, that environment and started up as a freelancer. That's what I did first of all. And have you ever looked back? Never looked back. (laughs) Not once, ever. Fantastic. (laughs) And being in business for 10 years, what would you say has been your biggest achievement? The biggest achievement, I mean, in my business, I like to help people and Mm. serve people as much as I can, and particularly people that are starting out in business, and helping smaller businesses. And one of my biggest achievements is to help one of my long-standing clients mm. move from a, uh, a, a bricklaying firm that were doing projects of 50 to 100K mm-hmm. over the 10-year period to grow to doing projects worth 4.5 million. Wow. So that is my biggest achievement. Fantastic. So just to break down a bit your services, because sometimes when you hear property or quantity surveyor, mm. Unless you're in that industry, a lot of people don't know what it means. So what are your services, say, between the property and quantity surveyor? What are your services? Yeah, quantity surveying services. A quantity surveyor generally measures a building. He plans the plan, measures all the quantities in the building, yes. plans the cash flow, yes. plans the management of the building, wow. does a lot of due diligence on mm-hmm. clients and potential suppliers, and that's really key. You know, because a big problem in construction is, ma- is money management, cash flow management, payments, late payments, and disputes. And quantity surveyors can set things up in a way to minimise that disputes and help to manage the money so the money flows quicker. And also keep into budget. And keep into budget. Because definitely. most property, yeah. do you tend to do commercial or 
Post we, we do private. all sorts. We do commercial, we do residential. Because there's also, always a budget and so many heads. So Absolutely. I'm yeah. glad you broke that down. What has been the number one challenge over the 10 years, would you say? The number one challenge for me as a professional has been marketing and mm. marketing, sales and closing. Being from a technical background, what we tend to do as professionals, we focus on the service, we focus on mm. the product. And scaling my business, I built in systems to scale the business, to make sure the service was right, to build in quality management systems, which were great. And I grew the business, scaled the business, mm. but then all of a sudden when the work dropped off, we haven't got a strategy or system for marketing and sales. And as a professional, technical professional, it's not something I knew very much about. So that's been my biggest challenge, and it's still a challenge. And I've switched my focus on personal development and business development over to the marketing side of things. Sure. I totally understand that, and it's very relevant to networking also. Depending on your industry, you may not be brand-led, marketing-led, networking-led, because your business, and historically, is attracted with word of mouth referrals mm. because your business has always been booming, say, before websites and digital. Mm. So if you needed a bricklayer or the quantity surveyor, you didn't go by brand, you went by reputation. Absolutely, yeah. And that has always been the case and it's a very traditional industry. Absolutely. But I think things are changing. They are. They are. are you seeing the change, do you think? I, I am seeing the change, mm. particularly mm. with the use of social media and mm, content mm, mm. and you see even trades now starting to build their brands mm. get content out there provide information provide value mm -hmm. and what that does it actually almost in a way for a good contractor for take a bricklayer for example yes if he's putting out content which is useful to people learning bricklaying or clients looking for good quality bricklaying he could put videos out of this is how we do our bricklaying somebody bricklaying good techniques and teaching teaching so in fact that what that does it builds trust builds quality builds the brand and he's almost pre-qualifying himself for selection by clients mm -hmm. absolutely earlier earlier mm. on how do you think you will change your business to become more marketing-led for 2020? What changes are you going to implement? The key changes we're going to implement are coaching, mentoring and branding, really, helping uh, small businesses to promote their brands to actually teach small businesses, and, and I like working with small business directors, and to teach them how to, or to work with them, to, to teach what they do, as opposed to do what they do. Absolutely. And that builds their brand, it builds confidence, yes. builds trust, yes. and it gives them opportunities for new projects as well. Absolutely. So teaching what you do. Yeah. And I was challenged last year, yes. being in the business for somewhat nearly 40 years, yes. um, not really teaching or giving out what I know over the 40 yeah. years. I was challenged, and they said, really, it's wrong of you not to do that and to put yourself out there and to provide mentorship and provide coaching and, and training. And so it was a big challenge for me. So it's one of the things I want to do in 2020. It's coming out of my comfort zone a bit, mm, but mm. to put myself out there more, mm, provide more and more mm, value, mm. and to give away my story 
to tell people my story mm. and the things that I've got to teach, the things mm. I've learned mm. over the mm. 40 years and what I've seen change. Mm. And so that's a big challenge for me, but mm. it's something I want to mm. introduce mm. to the business as well. I really commend you on wanting to share your story because part of your story for your particular industry, not being marketing-led, you'll be sharing actually the mistakes you made and how mm. you overcame it and it really makes me smile to know you're happy to come out of your comfort zone. Mm. I do find in business, and I see throughout networking, a lot of businesses don't like change, reluctant to change, and rather maybe stand on the same pedestal until it's too late, and <laughs> until somebody pushes Absolutely. them over, do you know what I mean? So I'm glad that and you're taking the step first, mm. which is really commendable, really commendable. Now, talking about networking and marketing activities, do you invest in networking as part of your marketing strategy? Do you believe in mm. networking? Certainly more so now. Mm. And I, I, it's a really exciting, it can be a really exciting, interesting topic networking and there's the there's the pro, it's a prospecting journey isn't it and we're all on a pros, pro, prospecting journey we all have prospects we all have a client uh, a, 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 a client audience that we're looking to target target audience and networking was all part of that mm. and for me it's a big part of self-development and so I've been doing more networking one of the things I like to do is to combine my networking with my personal development. So I if it's, like that. Yeah, so if it's paid events, mm. or even I'm a member of Toastmasters. Yes. And sometimes I network at Toastmasters. Yes. Or I might sign up for an event that I find Two for one. really interesting. Yes. And you go there and you meet people and you can network there as well. So, good. so I I'm like doing that. two for one. Yeah, good, so I'm good. Personal development and networking. Sure. As well. So your type of networking you want to not only network with quality people but get something out of it as well. So Absolutely, yeah. Oh that's really great. So that brings me on to my next question. Everybody on the show gets an opportunity to ask me a networking question. So what's your networking question to ask me, Stuart? So my question to you, Bella, would be from a networking perspective, and after you've had coffee with your prospect, what would be your way of closing that prospect after you've had your coffee? Well, I'm so glad you asked that question because that is the biggest frustration and the biggest worry at the end of that coffee meeting or the follow-up. Am I going to win that damn client? <laughs> Let's be frank, right? The coffee's great, you know, mm. might be an espresso, but come on, are you going to buy from me? Mm. And I know that it's a nervous and a very tense, it's a very situation that's very, you know, high with tension. So I'll give you a couple of tips. The first one is to have a positive mindset with a positive close that has a timeline. So what most people will do is obviously share their services, sell themselves on obviously how good they are, what they can do to serve that new prospect or new delegate they met at a networking event, and just say, thank you, lovely to see you, where you've sort of left yourself open with what's the next step. So you need to do two things. Put an urgency of time mm -hmm. and also be clear what the next steps are going to be and you have to deliver. 
So the urgency of time should be, and know your own calendar. I work with the power of three. So I like to keep to like a three working days. So the way I would close, say, as a networking guru, for example, Stuart, it was so lovely meeting you. I hope you enjoyed the coffee. I would like to follow up with you, Stuart, in three days' time to answer any more questions you may have and find out what your decision is. So you do have to let them know we are here for business, but in a nice, positive way. And what I'd also say is you have to include what form of communication. So, Stuart, would it be okay if I could text you in three days as a reminder or send you an mm, email? Absolutely. Which would you prefer? Oh, any of those. Any, which one suits you best? Absolutely. Then the next element to ensure you share the next step, I would like to email you with a follow-up what we discussed mm-hmm. and maybe share a PDF or some of my recommendations on LinkedIn as a follow-up by email. Would that be okay with you, Stuart? Oh, yeah, it'd be absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. So we have to leave with a closing. Mm. Because what tends to happen when you don't leave with a closing, you'll procrastinate to follow-up. You're not sure if you should, because you Mm. feel you might want to put pressure. Mm. But also, the other person will feel more that you have delivered a good professional service Mm. if you have an ending to it. And it also reminds them how you left it Mm. and how you may also deliver your service. Mm. And I like that about the service and serving because I think you're serving someone. when If you close someone, you're serving them because it's something they've they've approached you, they've come to you, they've had the coffee with you, so they want advice, they want some further results in their networking, so you're serving them to close them. I love it. Absolutely, and that's what a lot of people feel nervous about with networking, and you have to feel confident that if I met you at a networking event, Stuart, you have got 101 things to do, nine to five, or in your place, quantity surveying, property, something's gone wrong, the bricklayers are still working till 10, you've got 101 things to do. So if I've met you at a networking event, and you've remembered me, and I've called you or emailed you, oh, Stuart, lovely to meet you, I'd like to continue the conversations over coffee, and you've said yes... Uh, 50 or 60%. I must be doing something well because it's your Absolutely. time. You're not going to sit I'm with wanting, me. I'm needing what, you're, what you've <laughs> got because I'm not going to give up 50% of my day. You're not going to waste yeah, it. So, you, so I think we also have to have more confidence mm. that we're sitting there because they want to learn more. Yes. So that's why it's important to have... I don't like to call it so much a closing but end the networking cycle. Because mm. the networking cycle begins when you pick up your badge, have the networking conversation, uh, exchange business cards, book a coffee follow-up, have the coffee follow-up. So you need to end it, right? Mm. <laughs> you can't leave Absolutely. the person hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. So thank I you agree. so much for that question. Thank and thank you. you so much for coming on the show. 
So guys, thank you so much for listening to episode seven of Turn Coffee Into Clients podcast show. If you'd like more information about our entrepreneurial guest business services, visit qsconsult.co.uk. I'll also include all the contact details for Stuart Davison. And if you'd like to tune in to another episode of a previous guest, why don't you listen to episode six, where I interviewed entrepreneurial guest Clayton Coke from PRMS Limited. If you want more information about the show, please visit the website turncoffeeintoclients.com and I invite you on Monday the 17th of February to attend my upcoming business networking seminar. The nearest tube station is St. Paul's London and there will be a Q&A section and you have the opportunity to ask me any networking questions you have and I look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, stay tuned, visit next week for another episode of Turn Coffee Into Clients podcast show.